Scubagoo's premium chat and digital retailing experiences redefine excellence in automotive communication. Discover the difference and see why over 8,000 dealers and 20 OEMs trust us. Visit gubagoo.com. Want to dive deeper into the topics you hear about on Daily Drive? We're offering listeners a special offer, 20% off a one-year Automotive News digital subscription. That gets you access to all of our news, information, and analysis made for automotive industry leaders like you. Go to autonews.com slash Daily Drive promo to redeem. Welcome to Daily Drive for Friday, January 26, 2024. I'm Jamie Butters, Executive Editor of Automotive News in Detroit. And I'm Kellen Walker in Las Vegas. Today on the show, Lincoln plans to cut another 100 stores. Valuations are slipping for dealerships and Cruz faces U.S. probes over its pedestrian accident last fall. Plus, student loan payments are back, and they're having an impact on car buyers in F&I offices. The average person who has student loan debt has about $35,000 in debt. For some people, their monthly payments can be upwards of $500 a month. Let's run through all the news you need to know to keep up in the auto industry. Lincoln shed a record 100 U.S. dealerships in 2023 and plans to slash 100 more this year. That's as Ford Motor's luxury brand seeks a smaller, more profitable retail network. By year-end, Lincoln expects to have roughly 400 stores, about 40% fewer than in 2021. That's still more than most other luxury brands have. Lincoln President Diane Craig tells us at Automotive News that the brand is offering Lincoln retailers buyouts that vary on a case-by-case basis. For us to have a healthy and competitive premium franchise, we need to make sure that our retailers have competitive throughput. And we need to make sure that our clients have a wonderful experience when they go into our brand-exclusive stores. Craig says the buyout offers are mostly going to dealerships that are still coupled with a Ford brand store. She wouldn't reveal how much money Lincoln is offering, but said the packages include sweeteners, such as more Ford brand inventory and special incentive plans for loyal customers. You can hear more from our interview with Lincoln President Diane Craig on Monday's episode of Daily Drive. Across the retail landscape, Average dealership valuations slip through the first three quarters of 2023, but they remain well above pre-pandemic levels. That's according to buy-sell experts who spoke with us at Automotive News. Erin Kerrigan is Managing Director of Kerrigan Advisors. Her firm's third-quarter Blue Sky report found valuations for the average dealership through the first nine months of 2023 fell 5.4% compared with the same period in 2022 but Kerrigan says valuations were still about twice as high as they were before the pandemic. I think valuations, in my experience, particularly for high-demand assets, they're pretty resilient. Those dealerships that are in high-demand markets like Florida and Texas are still seeing record valuations. Kerrigan declined to provide the average dealership valuation dollar figure. She expects some continued decline in dealership valuations in 2024, but the drops probably won't be too steep for most. Swedish electric vehicle maker Polestar plans to cut around 450 jobs globally. That represents about 15% of its total workforce. The company cites challenging market conditions. 
Polestar trimmed delivery forecasts in November and outlined a revised business plan. It now hopes for cash flow to break even in 2025. Analysts with Bernstein say Volvo Cars and its Chinese parent Zhejiang Geely Holdings Group may need to take Polestar private. The firm expects shares in the struggling electric vehicle maker to decline further amid intense competition. Representatives of Volvo Cars and Geely Sweden declined to comment. And General Motors Cruise self-driving car unit says the U.S. Justice Department and the Securities and Exchange Commission have opened probes into its pedestrian crash last fall. In the October accident, a cruise robotaxi dragged the pedestrian who had been struck by another car. Cruise reported the government investigations in a blog post in which the company also vowed to reform its culture stemming from a failure of leadership around the incident. The blog post did not disclose the status of the victim who was dragged 20 feet by its vehicle, nor the scope of the Justice Department and SEC probes. And those are today's headlines. Jamie, Lincoln plans to slash 100 more dealerships after shedding a record 100 dealerships in 2023. What does this say about the health of that brand? You know, the Lincoln brand has uh, been struggling. It's got the Navigator and it's got some other products, but it's it doesn't have the volume for the footprint that it has. It's, uh, you know, some dealers can really make a go of it. Lincoln has done a lot of work to try to improve the customer service experience, but it's just on the, on the back foot, you know, and especially when you look at their uh, dealership footprint, it was really created in an era, you know, before Genesis and Hyundai and Kia, before Tesla, really even before, you know, Toyota, Honda and Nissan all had luxury brands. So that part of the market's gotten so much more competitive and Lincoln's trying to figure out a way to make the business really work. Gotcha. Coming up, now that student loan payments have started again, we'll talk about the impact on dealership, finance and insurance offices. That's next on Daily Drive. Daily Drive is kicking off the new year by reviving an old name in a new format. We're bringing back a weekend drive edition of Daily Drive. Jamie and I will go deeper into the biggest automotive stories of the week. Every weekend, you'll hear fresh insights, analysis, and what has me running hot, if not overheated. To think that's going to get done in a year, a little over a year, is um, foolishly optimistic. That's, that's a little dark, but let's shift <laughs> to something a little more positive. You'll also hear from our experts in the newsroom here at Automotive News about the latest industry trends and topics. EV sales are not declining. That's the narrative we're kind of seeing outside of the industry. They aren't declining, but the pace of growth definitely has slowed. Come back this weekend for our Weekend Drive edition of Daily Drive. And of course, tune in every weekday for all the news you need to know to keep up in the auto industry. We know 95% of customers complete at least a portion of their vehicle buying journey online, so they expect the deal they create on your website to match exactly what they see in your showroom. If it doesn't, you can lose that customer's trust, risking not only that deal, but also any future opportunities. That's where Goobagoo's virtual retailing steps in. We transform the conventional car buying process into a modern, transparent, and seamless experience. With Goobagoo, you'll be able to access information the customer entered online, such as their favorite vehicles, in-progress deals, and any pending orders when they enter your dealership. And our industry-leading F&I process averages nearly three times greater revenue per deal, 
thanks to our smart menus and bundles. Did we mention that virtual retailing is fully integrated with our premium chat solution? Real-time messaging and live support from our team of specialists brings the engagement of your showroom directly to your website. Don't let disconnected experiences drive customers away. Try virtual retailing by Goobagoo, where seamless meets success. Discover the difference and see why over 8,000 dealers and 20 OEMs trust us at goobagoo.com. That's G-U-B-A-G-O-O.com. Welcome back to Daily Drive. I'm Jamie Butters with Kellen Walker. Increased vehicle prices, interest rates, and cost of living all strained the pocketbooks of American car buyers and owners last year. On top of all that, student loan payments have resumed after taking a three-year break. Automotive News F&I reporter Paige Hodder has been tracking the impact of the resumed payments on car buyers and dealership finance and insurance offices. She spoke with Automotive News Senior Editor Dan Schein. Paige, thanks for joining me on the F&I Friday edition of Daily Drive. Hello. Thanks for having me. Your first visit into the Daily Drive studio, I believe, as a newish F&I reporter. So thanks for joining me. So back during COVID, we, we wrote a lot about, you know, kind of these government forbearance programs and kind of let people put a pause on, you know, things such as auto loans. And when those went away, there was a big concern that delinquencies would, would rise in the auto loan field. And while they did, there was an uptick, there really wasn't like this tsunami that I think people were expecting. But but now you recently wrote about in Automotive News, it's kind of a new concern when it comes to delinquencies. What's that? Yeah. So around the beginning of the pandemic, federal student loan payments were paused. And those recently, as in October of 2023, were due again. Those payments were due again. And so there is a concern that as interest rates are high, cost of living is high, and people have more debt, that these payments might bring people over the edge. Over the course of that that payment pause, 36% of consumers who already had student loans took on an automotive loan, um, so gained more debt while they weren't having to pay back their student debt, um, while they weren't having to pay back their student debt. Um, and that was according to TransUnion. That's something that's on a lot of people's minds in the car sales world these days. I think I saw in your story, 40 million people own a collective, or owe a collective 1.6 trillion in student loan debt. Some months, I think 1 trillion of that is mine alone, but. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the average student had, like the average person who has student loan debt has about $35,000 in debt. And for some people, their monthly payments can be upwards of $500 a month. Yeah, I'm one of those. Yes, <laughs> I know all too well. <laughs> um, I shouldn't have gone to medical school. I should have just, you know, stayed the course as a journalist. And yeah. So you found it interesting that, that you talked a little bit about in your story with a couple uh, F&I folks, uh, one being someone at LaFontaine, which is, you know, based uh, here in Michigan, a big uh, dealership group. And they kind of took a, you know, are mindful of this and kind of tell a little bit about the, I guess, I don't know if it's a program, but just how they approach young buyers, young you know, car buyers, knowing that this kind of potential delinquency is out there. Yeah. So debt is not simple. Your credit is not simple. or And if you're a young person, it can be really complex or tricky to understand how these decisions are going to impact you for the long term. But the simple fact is uh, they are going, taking on debt 
will impact you for the long term and dealers, F&I managers, they know that. And so the strategy that uh, LaFontaine takes and some other F&I managers is to really take some extra time with younger buyers, new buyers, people with a lot of debt to explain all the nitty gritty details of their monthly payments and what the whole process will look like and what the potential consequences are. Because at the end of the day, a dealership doesn't want to put someone in a car that they can't afford um, because that's not a situation that works out for anyone. And so making sure to have those conversations with the buyers beforehand is something that's really important, especially as lots of consumers look towards the future and having lots of debt they will have to be paying off every month. Interesting quote from uh, Travis Bowie, who you interviewed at the digital insurance broker, Jerry, who kind of did this poll that he said, I don't, he said, I don't really see an option where this gets any easier, at least until the car prices start to come down. I think we're probably still going to see elevated delinquencies and defaults in the months ahead. So and I think they, I can't remember if you mentioned this when we first started talking, but I think they're, the Jerry survey said 28% of Gen Z respondents said they were more than 30 days late on a debt or rent payment because of the cost of car ownership. Jerry has found in general that delinquencies are up for Gen Z and millennials um, higher than they've been in a long time. And, you know, another thing that Jerry brought up was the this idea of the monthly payment stack. So, you know, we can't take an auto loan or a student loan and think about that alone. You know, it has to be taken in consideration with every other monthly payment that people are making. And that payment stack, which can include a mortgage, car loan, student loan, but also credit card debt, you know, is growing for a lot of people. So the average monthly payment that people are making towards debt is getting higher. And so that they said is likely to impact how people are making large financial decisions going forward. And there is a little bit, as, as you wrote, kind of like legislators have kind of built an on-ramp to help student loan borrowers, you know, kind of adjust to this new reality of, you know, car payment and student loan payment where they kind of get a, a pass so far if, you know, if they miss a payment or two. Yes. Not- so serious, like delinquency for a student loan means a 90 days late payment. And those will not be reported to the credit bureau, meaning they will not impact your credit score until September of this year. So there's just under a year of time for people to have a little bit of breathing room, some adjustment time. You know, maybe you're late on a payment, but there's room to have that not have like long-term serious consequences on your credit score if you're just trying to get caught up. I think it's something that we will be talking about and writing about a lot in 2024. Um, So Paige, really appreciate you joining me and thanks so much. Thanks for having me. Paige Hodder covers retail finance and insurance for us at Automotive News. She spoke with our own Dan Shine. That's Daily Drive for today. I'm Jamie Butters. And I'm Callan Walker. Thanks to Automotive News coordinating producer Jake Neer, as well as our own Michael Martinez, Julie Walker, and Gail Howe for their reporting for today's podcast. You can get the latest news on retail, the cruise saga, and everything happening in the auto industry at autonews.com. Come back over the weekend for the latest Weekend Drive edition of the show. We'll preview next week's NADA show in Las Vegas. EVs are interesting. You know, they were quite the buzz. I think 
you know, if you go back to NADA probably two years ago, that's all people seem to be that we're talking about. And now I think this time around, a lot of dealers are telling the White House, pump the brakes a little bit here. If you enjoy the podcast, remember to like, leave a review, and subscribe so you never miss an episode.